joy arrives at the same time you actually get something you've been seeking. It could be finally seeing and embracing a beloved friend or family member after a time of missing them. As Charles Dickens said, the pain of parting is nothing to the joy of meeting again. Joy could also come when receiving some longed-for good news, say, of restored health or financial success. Such human joy is relatively short-lived. Like a wave hitting a beach, it tends to pull back at about the same speed it first reached the shore of your soul. Even if you want your joy to stay longer, it does not usually agree. Like adapting to a pleasant smell, you get accustomed to it too quickly. Then there is the issue of the relationship between joy and sorrow. Surely the one heightens the power of the other. The Sufi poet Brumi said, Sorrow prepares you for joy. It violently sweeps everything out of your house so that new joy can find space to enter. It shakes the yellow leaves from the bow of your heart so that fresh green leaves can grow in their place. It pulls up the rotten roots so that new roots hidden beneath have room to grow. Whatever sorrow shakes from your heart, far better things will take their place. And Khalil Gibran wrote in his classic book, The Prophet, Some of you say joy is greater than sorrow. Others say, nay, sorrow is greater. But I say unto you, they are inseparable. Together they come. And when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. The joy of the Lord, however, is a different kind of joy. As one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, this joy arrives immediately when you sense God in you and yourself in God. And it resists pulling away. And you can re-enter it most every time you pray as a vivid memory which continues to reactivate itself when you realize anew that God is in you and you are in God. In his farewell discourse, Jesus told his disciples shortly before he would die for us all from John 14. In a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. A little later, Jesus adds these vivid, extraordinary words of promise and hope. 
I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. So you have pain now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. Wow, no one will take your joy from you. What an astonishing promise, given at the time, one of sadness and disbelief. Jesus is vowing to all disciples who will follow him, you will have joy which cannot be taken from you, regardless of your circumstances. Imagine having such a circumstance-free joy. This is possible only as a sheer gift of God. So here is a breath prayer. Breathe in, God is in me, and breathe out, and I am in God. Breathe normally. Breathe in, God is in me. And breathe out, and I am in God. Then let the joy of the Spirit slowly fill you with the truth, the power, and the eternity of these glorious words.